0: Hi, I'm Kirk Flagg. Welcome to the PEO InSync podcast. In each episode, we will take you behind the scenes to explore the ever-changing PEO world. We will talk with the industry legends, the people whose hard work and creativity shape the PEO world of today. Also, we'll interview current industry leaders, those who are using their own creativity to grow and expand what it means to be a PEO. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good morning. I'm Kirk Flagg, and my mission is to help people who are in the PEO industry learn about PEO. But I recently realized that it wasn't just working in the PEO environment, it was actually, I had a lot of help from people outside the PEO industry, helping me grow as a person in sales and operations. And I wanted to share some of that wisdom with you today. So, my guest is Kathy Goshtanabi. Tell us about your path. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you for having me. First of all, Kurt, I um, really love your podcast and I'm glad you're doing it. I think it's super helpful for your audience. And yes, so I am an immigrant, I moved to this country in 1979, and I always wanted to save the world by becoming a lawyer. I was a federal lobbyist on the Hill, then I went to the Securities and Exchange Commission, then I went to a major law firm in D.C., and it was when I was at the major law firm, Kirk, that people kept asking me for advice. My colleagues were fellow lawyers going, hey, how did you get ahead? How did you get that great job? How did you get the partner in charge to give you that case? And I noticed, stopped looking back and I noticed, oh, all of my career, all of my job changes as a lawyer were because I know I stood out and people liked me and I resonated with them and they would carry me to the next job by saying, hey, would you like to come and interview? But getting my foot in the door and standing out was what people were asking me about. So I would take people to lunch and give them advice. I didn't even know it was branding advice I was giving them at that time. But fast forward, I left my job in D.C. at the firm, and I moved here to Southern California. And um, I started this business, like you said, and I realized a lot of people, a lot of businesses needed to understand who they are, who they fundamentally are as people within this organization in order to be able to carry out the mission and the purpose of the organization and have a thriving career in a culture that's not toxic, but beyond that, where everyone feels like every employee feels like they're going to work every day feeling wanted and needed and fitting um, into a pattern and having a job that uses their best assets. So that's my
0: story. So as as I said, uh, Kathy, I used your boot camp. I found it extremely helpful. I went through it. Oh, goodness. It was certainly before COVID. It was probably five or six years ago now. Yeah, I'm at really least. Sure. You're right. But I know that you talk with professionals. I mean, in my class, there were a bunch of lawyers. There were a couple of salespeople, professionals, as well as business owners. And if there's one thing that I've seen in the PEO industry is people aren't really careful with their, how they're branding their companies or themselves as salespeople. They become the, oh, we can do it cheaper. And that's really not good for anyone. So- no. can you, Give give us a, a little background on uh, what your boot camp entails.
1: Yeah, yeah, good question. Thanks for asking. So boot camp, I started about 10 years ago. So boot camp was my way of taking my one-on-one program, which I had with clientele. And, you know, scalability becomes an issue when you're one person and everybody wants to work with just you. I mean, it's an honor, but... So I turned it into a process where when you took it, we were live and in person in my office. Uh, That changed not just because of the pandemic, but because Zoom came about and we've had the Zoom account that we use for seven years now so it went from in person to to on zoom but the premise is still the same i took the entire one on one program and i broke it down into modules and we start with the notion that everybody whether you're an employee whether you're with a firm whether you're in a company whether you're a solo running your own small business or a law firm you need to figure out these basic fundamentals like you said Uh, the visual is part of it like how do people see you when you show up that's your visual brand And it's all these points that you said earlier about self-awareness. So, you know, we start with the premise of what are your natural skill sets? What are you naturally good at? We define branding. We have you set your five adjectives, which are the five words that you are speaking of. So we lay the foundation, module one. Module two, we look at the visual. Module three, we have people write their stories like you did, because the story is about people, one part having therapeutic value out of it, and the rest of it is about, well, how are you going to stand up and introduce yourself? What's your LinkedIn profile going to say? What are other people going to address you as? Just having firmness and a solid understanding of I'm in control of who I am and how I come across. And it allows then for you to go out and spread your message and find the right job opportunity. Or when you're interviewing, people say, what's your story? During the interview, I've had so many people tell me that. Then you just share your story. Then the rest of the modules after the first three take the who you are and build on it. So we look at marketing to the outside world. We look at setting your value and your price point. We look at networking and community service as part of the brand development platform. Uh, We look at negotiating your value. And then we look at taking your personal brand and then evolving it into the business brand. Whether you're a business owner or not, if you work for an organization, then you gotta be able to fit into that business brand's idea of a brand. It can't be that every business brand has a bunch of salespeople that are all rogue. We can't have that in the world because that does not serve the purpose of the business, and it doesn't help the individuals who are salespeople be able to clarify and differentiate themselves sufficiently in order to have good numbers at the end of the month and be able to accelerate their sales process. So, When a lot of sales organizations come to me and go, well, everybody does their own thing, especially now that we're virtual more and they do not follow the brand. Well, that's when I come in and say, well, everybody needs to know their own brand in order then to be able to work under an umbrella brand where they come together and it's not one or the other. So that's how boot camp is laid out. And it's worked beautifully for years. And um, I'm privileged to do it. And so, sometimes I take it into law firms and organizations when they ask me to. Other times they join the process that's already going virtually. And it's, it's a pro- program I'm very proud of because it's been running organically for many, many years like that.
0: Well, and I want to do a commercial for you now. I, I've talked with a number of what I'm going to call regional PEOs, to at least give you a call and talk about what services you provide, what their mission is, because you really did a thorough job on what is your brand. And I know, you know, my first word and the first word we came up with was genuine. And I cannot tell you since then how often people say, you're just really genuine. And and it clicks in my mind. I think of you every time that that happens.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that comment. And and if I can address that, first of all, I'm humbled and honored and I'd be happy to talk to anybody who's listening about how it could work for them. The distinction lies here. I'm glad that people are, are hiring in-house marketing folks. Uh, I have always run my own business since I left the industry and I would like to run my own business. So I don't want to be anybody's full-time employee, right. but the distinction is day-to-day there does need to be someone there, but you have to balance that around there's external consultants that have an expertise that runs deep and they have been around the block so many times. So perhaps you can't afford those kind of consultants. And that's why you have the junior marketers, which are great. Everyone needs to start somewhere and grow. But when you bring the external consultant in like me, and I'm not patting myself on the back, I'm just saying across industries, I've seen what I've seen and I see the human element. And so I'm one part therapeutic value, but also to your point about genuine, I have this ability, it's kind of like oracular vision. I can kind of see what people are about without them seeing it. And I can forecast out where they're going. And then I bring this business element to it, which is rare, right? Marketing and business combined. And it inspires my clientele to show up their best. And that's the distinction that people are paying for when they hire me, that if I was in just one organization as an employee, I could only impact that organization's employee, but being a consultant, then I'm privileged that I can impact a lot of different companies. And so that's a conversation I think worth having and you Kurt are uh, the result of it. But of course you put in the work, which is what all my clients do. So I thank you for that.
0: No. And, and I really, I personally know what I got out of it. I not only knew how I was presenting myself and modified what I was doing and continued to be successful in the sales world at that point. But even when I got into the general counsel role, I was very successful in that as well. So I know my success, but what, what are some of your success stories on how you help businesses and or individuals?
1: Yes. So I get that a lot because what I do is very nuanced and very detail oriented and very individualized. And it's a very intimate cooperative process where I honor people's individuality. So even when the company hires me, if I'm having individual meetings with employees, I always tell the the people that are paying my bill and who hired me, look, I'm going to have these private conversations with your employees. I'm not going to come back and tell you what we talked about. Otherwise they won't talk to me. Right. But I will come back and give you what information you need in order for you to thrive and succeed having these employees. And so for instance, uh, one I get a lot of those kind of people that come back and go, you know, I did this, but I see the rewards of it two years later. Because branding is an iterative process, right? As you well know, Kirk, you got to try it on, put it out there, go experientially and and try it and that's what boot camp does for people right every every meeting I would have you all come in and go what happened out there what did you get and the group learns from one another but a success story recently was I had a law firm owner and um, she had been in she was in my one-on-one program but her entire staff had gone through my program and one day she was this is a very you would think it's a very minor thing but for her it was the world and one day she said you know I'm really upset with one of my staff members. They came into the office with COVID. We had to shut down for two weeks, you know. Uh, and, And I know it was because, you know, this staff member didn't admit to being exposed by their child adult child and she was just just fit to be tied but it was really debilitating kirk and you're, you're probably thinking what does this have to do with branding well these are the conversations we have it's coaching and consulting but it's really self-awareness based and i spent a lot of time with her you know discussing this and i said to her at some point i said so are you done being a victim of this? Because, you know, you've given her all the power. You've given this employee all the power, right? And you're making yourself a victim of it. And what's done is done. When are you going to be okay with this? And it may sound like a very harsh conversation, but because I have such respect and admiration for all my clients, you know, I'm the only person that can have these honest conversations with them. And she just stopped in her tracks. She looked at me and it was on Zoom because she's not in the state of California. She's in the Midwest. And she said, oh my God, you're so right. This is what I've been doing. She, she just, it just the shift happened immediately. She said, I'm giving that up and I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to forgive her. And she just looked at me and she said, I cannot tell you how priceless this, this conversation with you was because I would have never caught that and it would have left me in a debilitated state and angry and it would have been toxic to the entire office and I don't know how I would have ever gotten over it. It may sound trite, but it really wasn't. Those are the conversations I have, and this was as a result of her going through the entire program and knowing who she was, so she was comfortable owning her stuff, okay, and being willing to say, you know, I'm going to look at that differently, and I'm going to stop and assess what's going on internally and how it's coming out as my external brand and how it's impacting the brand of the firm and i'm going to stay responsible for my organization and my staff and that's what branding does for people it gives them a certain sense of confidence it gives them an understanding of who they are how they're showing up how the fringes are looking And it it enables them to see the best in their employees too and be responsible for their organization or their department's growth. And I have countless stories like that. And I'm so grateful for being that guide and that catalyst because in that story, I wasn't doing the work. My client was, she was willing to be brave and step up and, you know, own her stuff. And those are the kind of people I work with, powerful people that truly are saying, hey, I'm going to, I'm willing to look at that. And you were just like that in class too. Uh, I remember many course corrections you made in class and others made with you uh, because you were willing to say, okay, I'm going to stop saying that, or I'm going to stop looking at that that way or I'm going to um, take this compliment when people give it to me. We think it's the big stuff, but it's all the little stuff that add up to our brand and how people see us and how we show up in the world and how we sell ourselves with confidence or not.
0: One of the things that I struggled with at the time was those who have never met me don't realize that I have very, very blue eyes.
1: (laughs) I'll never forget your
0: blue eyes. And... But I, and people will compliment me on my blue eyes. And I, my response emotionally is I had nothing to do with God giving me the blue eyes. I just happen <laughs> to have them. But instead of looking at that way, I helped make that part of my brand, who I am. If the first thing someone thinks about me is, oh, he's got great blue eyes, so I should do something to highlight my blue eyes as branding to be memorable. But thank you for that.
1: You're welcome. And that's a perfect example. You do have these amazing blue eyes and you didn't do anything to get them. However, sometimes the assets that we have are not something that we can take full Owe responsibility for or, or claim, but we must claim them because they are our assets, however, way they came to us. And that's not so much about your blue eyes as it is if you're willing to acknowledge your blue eyes and thank people for noticing them and take that compliment well, you come across as a self confident well put together person. And look, everything is done by extrapolation, right? Nothing is conscious here. Everything I work on with clients is subconscious processing. So people will say, that guy, he just knows what he's talking about. So one plus one does not equal two in branding. It's because it's subconscious and it's about the right creative brain. We're not looking at it from a linear perspective, but acknowledging and being proud of an asset of yours, whether that's your hair or your eyes or the house you live in, whatever, allows you to show up for people that much more stable, grounded, focused, and they want to do business with you. They want to hire you. And internally over and over again, we see employees more efficient more effective better time managers just whole and round and healed and happy and able to get along with other employees and yes it starts with something as small as acknowledge your blue eyes kirk because they're yours and they're not anybody else's and why not and it just grows from there
0: well i also wanted to bring up the the caddy g podcast and i'm just going to read here um Caddy guides you to discover how each of us is great, how we can be greater, and how we can bring our greatness to others. Mm-hmm. So you have a monthly podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Why? Why would someone want to listen to your podcast?
1: I'm really proud of my podcast. I have had some remarkable guests on that podcast, and it's exactly what you say, what you read. I just, my mission in life is to get people to see how great they truly are. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. And it's God-given. Uh, we don't need to make this about religion, but it's a perspective of faith orientation that everything's going to work out. And so people really learn from other people that are doing everything in their own way and ordinary people and whether they're local or across the pond, I've interviewed people in London and it's about how does this person's brand show up and how do they accept their vulnerabilities, their highs, their lows, and put it all out to market in a way that works for them. And My goal is that people will listen and say, hey, if they're doing it, then I can do it in my own way. And if they've had success and they've had failures, then I'm going to embrace my successes and failures and keep going. Because yes, there is a way that I'm great, that I'm choosing not to see that. So I'm hoping it shifts people's perspectives.
0: But I know that you've had some, Mm -hmm. some issues, we'll say. How is that affected who you are yeah. and how you're how you're um, helping people with their branding? Yeah,
1: thank you for asking. Well, I want to address what you said about the healing episodes of my podcast. So, before I had my health issue, which I'll tell you about in a minute, uh, I started those podcasts because I was really curious about what does it mean when people say they're a healer and what does it mean to heal, and is it all woo-woo stuff or is it? Doctors doing the healing? Like, what are we talking about? The more interviews I did with people around what, is, what, it, what, what they do, I realized like everyone is a healer at some level. So you, Kirk, for instance, doing what you do in the PEO space, have the capacity to heal because we're talking about just showing up for people and providing good service and allowing them to live their best life as a result of what we do during our day-to-day careers that has healing powers. It almost became, I wanted my audience to see the real capacity in what they did and not just call it a JOB, but really see that they were impacting other people for the better. Now, back to me. So I was diagnosed in December, uh, last December, with breast cancer, and it came as a complete shock. Although it sort of didn't, because, like I said, back to that strange oracular vision i have years ago i would see myself like with breast cancer and i was like oh that's probably just weird fears we all have of getting cancer you know nobody wants to talk about the c word but anyway um last month i had I did, so i when i got when i got diagnosed i got real quiet and i went in inside and i didn't talk to many people about it and at first my family thought i was like embarrassed or ashamed or afraid and i said no I just can't handle a lot of external noise and talking over and over about what's going on with me with people. And I don't want it to take up the entire conversation with my client base because we do have work to do and I was not, you know, going to stop working. Uh, But I really needed to go inside and find my faith orientation and get grounded and quiet and kind of sit and mull over like, Why this has happened. Because I believe the body, and in boot camp, if you remember, I teach it uh, in module one and there throughout the entire class, your body is letting you know when you're stressed and when it's out of balance. And that is the number one way you know that your brand isn't coming across well. Well, I had always been a super healthy person, and everybody was shocked that I had breast cancer. But I realized, you know, I worked out every day, I ate super healthy, but my stress was still high because even though I love what I do and I love my clients, I was still running too hard and too fast. And I wasn't nurturing and taking care of myself in the sense that I wasn't making time for myself. I wasn't slowing down. I wasn't listening enough to my body and I wasn't prioritizing my own happiness first. And it sounds ironic because I teach that in a sense, but you know, we're always teaching what we're learning ourselves. So You know, I had the mastectomy last month. I'm healing quite nicely. It has definitely been a way for the universe to slow me down. Um, And what I've also learned is we're all healers. Like I said, my body is healing itself. You know, I had to have health help from the medical profession, of course, but just sitting here and contemplating life and getting quiet is a way of healing ourselves because we get to get grounded and get our thoughts together. And letting other people support us has been invaluable, right? Like letting people take care of me. It's been quite a humbling experience, but also just letting people love me. My clients have sent flowers and food and and called and texted and because I started to let people know as soon as I made my decision to have my surgery. And just allowing people to love me and take care of me has been a lesson of its own. So I guess my thought for your audience is where do we, where are you not letting people take care of you? And where are you doing it all yourself? And where do you think you're not pushing yourself too hard, but you really are because you're not listening to your body. So that's that
0: part. Those are very wise words and if anything else, that's worth listening to the podcast. Make <laughs> sure make sure you treat yourself with love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Make sure you allow other people to show their love for you by helping you out. And, and those are two Excellent. things that can really, really um, take the stress out of one's life.
1: Absolutely, and you know, you may your audience may be thinking, what the heck does this have to do with work and POs? Love has to do with all of that. This is not mushy, romantic, woo-woo love I'm talking about, but in all work settings that I go and consult in, when there is not a sense, and how does love display? Caring, respect mutuality, accepting people's diverse viewpoints, uh, embracing people's, I've got a sick child, and I've got to go, Uh, you know, all that's how love displays at work. And when that is in action at work, what, what we get is a healthy work pool. Exactly. We get, we get results, we get timelines that work well, and we just get a growing business. And that is what you're pointing out that everyone needs to stop and look at, because right. when we don't bring that side of ourselves and none of that's possible in the work setting.
0: Well, in one of my earlier interviews, I believe with Bill Manis in Kansas, he um, talked about treating the employees properly because their job is to treat the clients properly. Exactly. And, and and that sort of attitude gave him a net promoter score in the 90s where our industry average is anywhere from 17 to 32. Wow. So, you know, he's almost tripling it. So, those those are words that apply to the PEO industry, mm-hmm. and as I said when we started, you know, I've learned things from people outside the peo industry such as yourself i kind of wanted to wind things up now because i'd like to keep these fairly short if someone wanted to reach out to you how how would they get a hold of you so
1: they can get a hold of me multiple ways thanks for asking uh my website is Puris consulting p-u-r-i-s like sam p-u-r-i-s consulting.com they can find me there or they can go to katty com. my first and my last name which i'm not going to spell out for you you'll see it on the um on the podcast when when you get that uh, or you can just email me at Katy k-a-t-y at Puris consulting p-u-r-i-s consulting.com and um, there's so much content free content on my website from blogs to podcasts to K-A-T-Y TV episodes.
0: But I appreciate you being my guest today. I, I really uh, enjoyed knowing you for these years, and um, always think about you when when somebody uses one of the five words and say, "Oh, you're this," and I just say, "Thank you, Kat." Oh, Kathy. Well, thank you.